Welcome back to Volume 1 of the ACE Audio Archive. I'm your host, Theron Stapp. The Archive is a quarterly audio journal consisting of personal narratives, stories, articles, and art by creators on the ACE spectrum. The goal of this show is to exhibit queer art by queer people and to share my love for the ACE community. Today's piece is by Tal Manier. Tal is the writer and producer of Sidequesting, a fantasy podcast about avoiding the main plot. They also voice act in other productions such as Nova Tarot, Monsters Out of the Closet, Soulborn City, Zoo, and In Between. When not working on audio fiction, they can be found sword fighting, painting, or petting a cat. Their contribution is a magical short story called Cat Catching. Jules rolled her eyes at the ruckus next to the baker's shop. The men of the town were fighting again, pushing over and through each other to reach the cat. Of all the cats in town, this one was by far the most coveted. And the most elusive, too. Much like her owner, the Lady Isabel. Evidently tired of being proposed to each week by a rotating cast of the town's men, she had announced that her hand in marriage would go to the first to complete a simple challenge. I will marry the one who opens my door with this key, she said one afternoon to a throng of admirers, holding it above her head. It will be kept by my cat, tied to a ribbon on her collar. If you catch her, you may take it, and I will be waiting at home for you. Jules had never held a high opinion of Isabel's admirers, but that day she had become even more disappointed in them. Immediately after the announcement, almost every man in town took up cat-catching as his favorite hobby, buying nets and traps, practicing his meows and whistles, and generally making a fool of himself. Jules couldn't believe it. All this for a woman? Of course, Lady Isabel was no mere woman. She had the most beautiful face Jules had ever seen. The grace and poise of her noble upbringing were evident, and many speculated how large the degree of her noble wealth was. Jules understood why the lady was the most sought-after woman in the village. But no matter how much Jules admired anyone, she wasn't about to chase their cat through town to prove it. Besides, this feline was nigh unstoppable. Both quick and quick-witted, she made use of every cat-sized hiding place and escape route in the town. Jules was particularly amused by how she used her pursuers to her advantage, making them run into and over one another, blocking the other's way, and occasionally starting pushing wars. There was even a fistfight near the beginning. As she walked past, Jules wondered if the commotion at the baker's shop would devolve into another fistfight. It seemed like someone had gotten closer to the cat than anyone before, and tensions were high. But... Just as she reached the edge of the town, Jules heard a shout of disappointment and a few relieved cheers. The cat had gotten away again. She smiled as she entered the forest. The days that Mother gave her the chore of berry picking were always the best. Not only was it an excuse to avoid the cat-related chaos, but Jules could also steal a few minutes to sit down and draw without anyone bothering her. The people in the village were mostly nice, but a few of them enjoyed whispering and sneering behind her back. 
Jules shook the memories away and pulled a small sketchbook and charcoal from the otherwise empty berry basket and sat down on a rock in her favorite clearing. Today's first subject was a tree, but Jules knew that if she stayed silent and still long enough, a deer or a bird might grace her presence. And sure enough, a nearby berry bush started rustling. Jules sketched the bush while she waited to see what was inside. Maybe it's a squirrel. I've never drawn a squirrel before. But the tail that swished out was feline in nature. A forest cat. Now that's a first. Muttered Jules as she added a tail sticking out from the bush. Hey kitty, want to come out so I can draw the rest of you? Jules hadn't said this very loudly for fear of scaring the cat. But as if in response, the cat slowly extricated herself from the shrubbery. Oh gods, you're the cat. Ribbon and key still tied around her neck, the cat stopped and stared, seeing if Jules would run at her like all the others, and ready to bolt if that was indeed the case. I'm not going to chase you. I just want to draw you, if that's okay. She raised her paper as evidence of her intentions. The cat kept both her distance and suspicious glare, but sat down on her back legs as if giving permission. Thanks, friend. The cat stayed in place while Jules sketched her, cautious look and all. When she finished, she held it up for her subject. Well, what do you think? Meow. Jules couldn't tell if this was in judgment or approval. I hope that means you like it. Uh, thanks for the practice. She stood up carefully shoving her book back into her basket and taking a few steps to her left. I'm going to go look for some berries now. Over there. She pointed to the path. See you around, I guess. The cat watched as Jules shuffled away. She was nowhere to be seen while Jules picked berries and made her way back home. The next few days in the village were quiet. A few cat sightings here and there, but no scuffles. The cat was known to disappear for days at a time, and town paranoia would steadily rise until someone shouted about seeing her. Jules kept quiet about her cat sighting in the forest. The last thing she wanted was people invading her sanctuary and trampling on the plants. Jules didn't see the cat the next time she went to the forest, but she did find a pile of berries near the rock she had sat on to draw. There's no way that could have been the cat, right? Jules chuckled at the idea of a cat batting berry bushes with her paws and rolling them to the rock. Usually, she drew something that was in front of her, but today Jules made a few drawings of a cat gathering berries, a smile on her face the whole time. But she didn't smile at all during the rest of the week. Mother had caught her looking too long at the baker's daughter again. Shouting about unseemly business and intolerable choices, her mother had confined her to the house and a series of exhausting chores. Jules also had to endure several talking-tos about finding a nice man and refraining from giving the young girls ideas throughout the week. When she was finally given permission to go to the forest, Jules ran and ran until she got to her familiar clearing. Overwhelmed, she collapsed on her rock and cried the happy tears of being back in her favorite place, mixing with the tears of anger from the past days. As she was finally calming down, she heard a small, timid meow. Kitty? She asked, wiping her eyes and looking around. Meow? Jules jumped. 
She had been looking around the edge of the clearing, but the cat was right next to her feet. Sorry, I didn't think you'd come this close. The cat just stared, with big eyes that Jules almost thought looked sad. Sorry about all the noise. It's a... it's been a rough week. Mother yells at me when I cry, so I hold it in. I don't think you want to hear it. That was the most stubborn noise I've ever heard a cat make. The cat just stared. Okay, well, there's this girl in my village. Her name is Anna. She works at the baker's shop, and, uh, she's she's really pretty. Said Jules, a little flustered. The boys say she's plain, but they've never seen her smile. That smile lights up a room. It always has. When we were both young, we would sometimes play together. We'd run around the town square, go flower picking, and sometimes play pretend in the forest. The last one was my favorite. We would play family and take care of imaginary kids in an imaginary house. One time I got to kiss her on the cheek as part of the game. But that same day I told mother I was going to marry her and well... That was the last time she'd let me go near Anna. I was too young to know why back then, to realize that I'd said something forbidden and wrong, but I eventually learned. (laughs) Mother has caught me a couple times trying to talk to her. I just wanted to make sure Anna knew I didn't want to stop seeing her. That it was my mother who made me. Eventually, I stopped trying to talk to her, but... She still smiles back at me when I see her, so I I think she gets it. But Mother saw me smiling at her last week and decided that I hadn't learned my lesson. I don't know what she thinks might happen. Anna is getting married in the spring to this nice farm boy. I even think she's happy about it. Jules looked down at the cat, eyes still red. Did you really want to hear all that? The cat responded by rubbing her head up against Jules' leg. Jules lowered her hand, palm facing the ground, for the cat to sniff. Instead of sniffing at her hand, the cat walked under it, stretching up to let it glide across her back. Thanks for listening, kitty, said Jules as she pet the cat. I've never actually said any of that out loud before. The cat purred. But just then, Jules heard the sound of heavy footsteps from down the forest path. Kitty, you need to go. She whispered, making shooing motions. The cat scampered off just as a man in large boots approached the forest clearing. Jules recognized him from the village. Hey, what are you doing out here? Uh, picking berries. Haven't seen any cats around, have you? No, sir. Hmm. Don't go bothering my snares over there, you hear me? Of course. Satisfied with her answer, the man stomped away to set more snares. Jules hoped none of the other townsmen would have the bright idea to set up traps in the forest. The next time she came back to the forest, Jules snuck a knife in her basket to cut the man's snares. The cat might be smart enough to avoid them, but most of the other forest animals probably weren't. She didn't know if the cat was frequently in the forest or if she just got lucky, but Jules always ran into the cat in a convenient pile of berries in the clearing. She fell into the habit of talking about her day, 
often complaining about her mother, sometimes describing ideas for sketches, and occasionally giving updates on the townsfolk's new ideas to catch the cat. I realize your cat can't actually grasp the concept of this invention, but he's making this elaborate series of cascading traps. You set the first one off with a tripwire, and it causes a bucket to fall, which hits a barrel and sends it rolling across the yard. Then the barrel hits a sack of silverware, and that startles the chickens. Yes, chickens. Which is supposed to get the dog to pull on this rope that releases a fountain of water. I can't remember what the water is supposed to do. There's at least ten more steps involved. It ends with a cage, I think? Somehow you're supposed to end up in the cage. I don't get that part either. She could tell people were starting to get desperate. It had been a few months since Lady Isabel's announcement, and her cat remained uncaught. Jules was worried that their desperation would lead some men to try and get the cat by injuring her. The snares she had cut would have only trapped the cat, but it wasn't a huge leap in logic for someone to try and set a more dangerous one. A normal trip to the forest turned into a terrible one, when Jules found the cat with her paw clamped in a trap. The trap had been set in the middle of the clearing. Jules's clearing. Kitty! She cried, rushing over to help. She pulled out the knife from her basket. I'm going to cut you free, but you need to stay still, okay? The cat gave a long, mournful meow. Jules cut as many parts of the snare as she safely could then held the cat with one hand and worked the trap off with the other. There we go. The cat tried to back away from the trap, but she yelped when she put weight on her paw. Oh no, you're hurt. She picked up the cat and inspected the paw. Jules wasn't an expert in animal injuries, but she guessed it was broken or sprained. We need to get you back to the Lady Isabel. Can you fit in my basket? I'll carry you to her. Jules lifted the cat and put her in the berry basket knife long forgotten on the forest floor. She had expected some protest, but the cat didn't even meow. You must be really hurt if you're okay with this. Jules carried the cat to the edge of town. I don't think I can make it to the lady's home without someone seeing you, she explained as she took off her coat and covered the basket with it. The cat stayed still and quiet. Ducking behind barrels and around corners, Jules made it to Lady Isabel's door without anyone noticing. She knocked on the door. No answer. She knocked again, more urgently. Still, nobody came. Hey, Kitty. I think I need that key. The cat poked her head out from under the coat. She didn't stop Jules from untying the ribbon or grabbing the key and she watched calmly as Jules unlocked the door and pushed it open. Lady Isabel? Are you there? Your cat is hurt. Only silence answered. Jules set the basket on a nearby table and turned to shut the door. After relocking it, she glanced through the curtains to see if anyone had seen her go in. The road outside was empty. After she shut the curtains, Jules heard footsteps from the other room. Lady Isabel? Sorry for barging in, but I... Jules trailed off when the lady strolled into the front room. Even though she was dressed in simple clothes, she was still the most beautiful woman Jules had ever seen. And the lady was looking at her. At her. Because Jules was in her home. Her home. You have no need for apologies. I have a... I have a 
Cat, Jules sputtered, looking around for the basket and finding it knocked over on the floor. Oh no, well, I had your cat. She's hurt. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Uh, She must be around here somewhere. Jules started frantically glancing around the room. Jules, it's okay. I know where she is. Is she okay? Yes. She put her hand on Jules' shoulder, and Jules noticed a bandage wrapped around her wrist. Are you okay? Yes, she replied, still smiling. That's good, said Jules, still somewhat dazed. Lady Isabel had her hand on her shoulder. What a coincidence, you know, your cat got hurt in the same place. Hmm, how odd. Isabel said this as if she didn't find it odd at all. Wait, said Jules, realization dawning. Yes? Where's your cat? Isabel's smile turned mischievous. Is that the right question to ask? Because I think you already know the answer. You're the cat? Isabel nodded, and Jules blanched. Oh no, all those things I told you. You actually understood what I was saying. No, no, I I think I need to sit down. There's some cushions over there. I could make you some tea if that would help. Jules took a few steps towards them and paused. Wait, you don't hate me? Why would I hate you? You looked after me all of those months. You pulled me from that hunter's snare. You tell great stories, and you're incredibly kind-hearted and interesting and funny. But, But I told you about Anna. Mother said anyone who found out about that would hate me. Your mother is wrong about many things. You know that. But the villagers who gossip about me, they say awful things. They're wrong, too. They're all so very wrong, said Isabel, grabbing Jules' hands and staring her down. You mean it? Jules had always known her mom was a liar, but she had never dared to hope for something like this. Something like Isabel. I mean it. Jules was speechless. Remember my challenge to the village? Get the key and open my door? Jules nodded. And do you remember my reward? Jules nodded again. Do you realize you've completed my challenge and earned that reward? What? Jules, the challenge was never about catching the cat. It was about befriending the cat. Well, befriending me. No elaborate trap was ever going to get me. If you hadn't found me in the forest, I would have changed back to my human form and freed myself. Jules was still putting all the pieces together. Wait, so that means... It means that every time you talked to me in the forest, I fell a little bit more in love with you. And I realize that for you this is sudden, but for me I feel like I know you so well, and Jules, oh... Oh, Jules, my Jules, will you... Before she could finish, Isabel was swept up with a kiss. Yes. The next day, the town was shocked to hear who Lady Isabel had given her hand in marriage to. Jules' mother didn't even have the chance to kick her out. When she discovered the news, Jules had already moved her few belongings to Isabel's home. The men of the town protested, but Isabel explained that Jules had completed her challenge fair and square, and the men backed off. There wasn't much they could do to a noble. The baker's daughter reminded them of this loudly in the town square that afternoon, her fiancé beside her. 
Isabel and Jules both received an invitation to their wedding that spring, and copious amounts of fresh bread thereafter. And after her own marriage to Isabel a year later, Jules became Lady Jules, a noble herself. There was nothing any man could do to stop her. The town never found out about Isabel's secret, even when the famous cat was spotted running around with another seemingly inseparable feline. It was well known that the two ladies had adopted most of the village strays. But out of all their cats, Jules' favorite would always be the one she found in the forest, all those days ago. Cat Catching was written and produced by Tal Manier and narrated by Tal. Also performing in this piece were Charlotte Elena as Lady Isabel, Aaron M. Speckley as Jules, and Nico Goldstein as the man in large boots. You can find all of their links in the show notes. The ACE Audio Archive is an WorkZone production hosted and compiled by me, Theron Stapp. If you'd like to submit something to the archive, I'm always looking for awesome stories, songs, and art. Or you can pitch an educational segment. Do you have a way with definitions or an awesome story to tell about ACE history? Consider submitting it. Check out bit.ly slash aceaudio for details, and never hesitate to drop me a line at theacearchive at gmail.com if you have questions. The deadline to be included in Volume 2 is April 1st, but submissions are always open. This show is made possible through the support of our wonderful patrons. You can pledge your support at patreon.com slash orczone and get access to sweet bonus content for all of our shows. If that's not in the budget, the best way to support the show is by spreading the word on social media and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can. That's it for this week. Remember to be good to each other. It's rough out there. <laughs> <laughs>